John Davies has a method, an approach he systematically developed over a career spanning three decades. He's proven it to be invaluable for dozens of industries and thousands of projects facing public acceptance. Up until now, the method has only been available to his select client list. John is unpacking his insight and wealth of knowledge to overcome opposition and earn public support for the first time right here. Throughout these episodes, we'll take a deep dive step-by-step step with John into his strategies to overcome opposition and create support. Nothing is free in this world, but good ideas are priceless. The show could be just the thing you've been looking for. I'm Mark Sylvester. Now, let's get started and talk with John. Welcome back to the show. John, when we last talked, we were you know, going through listening to figure out what people thought and remember to listen and don't tell them your agenda. And then it was take those findings and get to the DOS, get to the messages, get to the core message, take and throw out all the extraneous words, get us down to 25 words and just be really economic. And you had some really great lessons for that. But now you say that the third step is get the message out. That seems obvious, John. Well, yeah, you would think so, but you know, we've fewer than most. We're really focused on getting things out for our clients. Uh, I mean, quite frankly, a lot of people in our side of the industry feel that coming up with coming up with ideas and helping people think about things is enough. I mean, we got to get out and share your story. And uh, you know, there's there's an old ad from some big marketing advertising group for magazines, and I can't remember what it was. It might it might have been either Look or Life, and it's you know it lasted longer than the magazines did. And it was a guy standing there with his arms folded, and he said, uh, "Marketing without advertising is like winking at a pretty girl in the dark." And I, I remember reading it going, well, that's a great ad. That makes a lot of sense. And that, it's sort of like you know what you stand for. We, we've, we've listened. We know what the public wants. We know what they want, what they care about. We know what their dreams are, what their fears are, unrelated to you and related to you. And we've created a message. We've even thought about the graphics. And we have that feel, well, that's all great. Now we got to get it out, and we and to get something out, you got to take action. Why are they afraid to get the message out? Well, because when you get out and share your story, you're going to create some weather, and so you're going to get some weather. You're going to get a storm, and and I'm going to hand you an umbrella and 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 some boots, and you're going to get through the storm. And the deal is, if you create some weather by reaching out and telling people the good story, what's going to happen when there's a media release or their stories or the anti-groups start coming in the community on social media and telling the story? There's going to be a horrible outpouring, and the storm's never going to be stopped. And many times, we're already in the storm when we come in. So it's just there's a fear of really getting out and doing something. It's a fear of engaging with the public. 
I'm, I, I think I might have a, a way to help the listener. Isn't this when you start to acknowledge? Well, exactly. And that's it. And that's the hard part. I mean, that's why the, kind of the premise of this whole show is that there is a different way to think about how you overcome opposition. Right. And it's why you've been so successful. And it starts with the letter A, which is acknowledge, and everything follows after that. And it feels right. like the findings and the asking the questions gets you to the point where we can say, yes, community. And, and the other is just to be really clear when we go, we'll go through uh, quickly in, in this section of how we do the grassroots. And, and uh, you know, I could spend every little step, I could do a 12-part series on the steps of grassroots. But we'll get into it a little bit, how, how we do it and how we start and who we go to first. But the deal is, so we got this great story that brings people to our side. We have empathy for them. We're persuasive to them. We, we're, we're honest. We're transparent. It doesn't do us any good until we get it out, until we start sharing. And we, need, and we can't share it at the table at the county fair. I mean, think about the – so we're going to share it by going where people are. And you know where they are? They're in their homes. They're on their computers. They're on the radio. They're in the newspaper. And they're, they're on, on Facebook. They're on Facebook. Yeah, they're, they're on Facebook. We'll talk about that as one of the steps. But the deal is we want to go where they are and we want to share the story where they are. And the – you know, I keep, I keep thinking that, you know, um, a couple of years ago I was uh, counseling this young man at a, at, at a college where one of my children went. And it's just a really bright guy. And, and I was asked to mentor him. And, it, you know, the irony is that he was totally the opposite of my son. <laughs> he, was, he was like – it was really weird that they asked me to mentor someone who's totally opposite. And uh, so I go in the building where he is on the campus, and there's a little sign on the door saying, hey, electrical work being done today could be intermittent outage of Wi-Fi and electricity. I'm like, yeah, whatever. So I go in and – the room they have set is one of those little internal meeting rooms. And so we go in, I sit down, and he sits down, and we start talking. He's an interesting kid. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to get my head around a worldview totally different than what I've dealt with a, at a 19, 20-year-old. And so we talk, and we're about 10, 15 minutes in our conversation, and the room goes dark. I go, oh, power's out. I knew about that. And... Uh, you know, there's, little, there's a little light under the door, a little light around the edges, no windows. We're in one of those interior rooms. And we sort of talk for a while, and, you know, we talk for like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and power doesn't come back on. You know, it becomes a little awkward, so I'm like, okay, well, I, uh, let's go see what's happening. So I, I stand up, I go over, I open the door, and the lights come on. I go, oh, power came back on. So I come and sit down. We talk for another 10 or 15 minutes, and bang, power goes out again. I go, wow. They're really having intermittent power stuff. So we sit there and we talk for a while again and not coming on again. And, you know, we go a little longer. I don't know, maybe 20 minutes. I go, well, you know, let's go someplace else. Let's go to the coffee shop. So we stand up, go to the door. Right before I get to the door, boom, the lights come on again. I go, huh, power's back on. He goes, no. There's a motion detector on the door that's triggered. And for me that no matter what the intents are and all the good messaging and all the good stuff you're going to do, unless you take action, 
nothing's going to happen. You're going to be sitting there in the dark and nothing's going to happen. So we, we need to trigger the motion detector. Take action. Be willing to get out there and have a conversation. And by the way, when you do, you're going to get in some arguments. And that's okay. People are going to come at you. They're coming at you anyway. You might as well start it now. Is this where um, I, I'm reminded of the first sailors to yourself and, and the team? Are there messages you do to inoculate the team? Oh, well, I, yeah. there's two things that always drives everyone crazy. One is that when we get out there, some people don't like it. And they get really, really upset. Oh, my gosh. And then the other is that they don't like what we're saying, that they could say it better. And, you know, my deal is, well, let's go talk to them. So we make sure we talk to them because they may have something that we're missing uh, and that we need, need to be able to do it. And then what do we do and how do we do it? So. I mean, folks listening from working on wind projects that are veterans know that the landowners want you to do something. And the landowners are really happy if you put up lawn signs. You know, just put up lawn signs. Oh, they're so happy. Uh, a billboard, I mean, will make them ecstatic. A uh, newspaper ad will make them really happy and a radio spot will make them happy. Well, none of that does you any good unless you do the steps that we think you need to do to start. So the foundation of any program of, of sharing the story, getting your word out, is the grassroots. Because that's creating relationships and talking to people where they live. So our, our program is we're going to do grassroots. So think about that as a bottom plank, the brick, the foundation that holds it together. On top of that, we'll build social we'll build digital, and we'll build traditional media. And I'm going to unpack each of them really quickly because I could spend a day on each of them. So on, on the grassroots, for us, grassroots is first getting a piece of mail in someone's mailbox. And we're not talking like political mail where it's a, it's a simple flyer, one page that is just awful, and we send five of them to everyone. That just drives you crazy. Don't do that. Please don't do that because what that, that, what that does, those – are made to go from the mailbox to the trash can. And can you read a headline and look at something and remember the candidate's name and drop it in the trash before you give up? Ours is in an envelope. It's multiple pages. It's full color. It's a full story. It's a piece that tells you that we're going to build this wind farm for whatever quarter billion, half billion dollars. And we actually know how to communicate as well. We're going to respect the industry we're in and what we're doing. It comes well done, and we talked about the messaging. But it also comes with a personalized letter. Dear Mark, this letter is to share with you what we're doing with our wind farm in your community, why we're doing it, how we're doing it, where it's going to be, what we think the benefits are, what we think the impacts are that we feel we're overcoming. Uh, we hope you take a moment to read this letter. Read through the fact booklet that we've enclosed. Notice we call it a fact booklet, not a brochure. And fill out the card that we've enclosed. And one of, our, one of my associates is going to give you a call and see if you have any questions. We really appreciate the time that it takes to do this, and we really appreciate you. What's your – I mean, in, in – uh I think of digital marketing and emails, and so this is old school. Yeah. And – Who's, who's, who's in your mailbox these days? How much mail do you get? Hardly anything. Yeah. So here we are in a nice envelope, a label 
not a direct, not a, a label with the company's name on it, not a computer-generated dot matrix label that you get in most direct mail things like magazines. And there's a letter, and the letter is addressed to you, not a faceless lump. Dear local occupant, resident. Like occupant. Uh, Dear occupant, resident, yes. yes. And what I call that is, Dear faceless lump, we care so little who you are personally that we're unwilling to find out who you are. Therefore, we're going to address you as occupant. Wouldn't that be great? You go to, you go to a restaurant, uh, you're occupant 32 in line for the table today. So we'll call you occupant 32. Yeah, occupant party of five. Occupant party of five. Yeah. And so, so we address them by their name. And, and, and we send it in the mail in a really nice package. Within 72 hours, we call them. Say, hey, Mark. You call every we, one we of them? We call every one of them. Hey, Mark, uh, I, uh, John asked me to give you a call. He sent you the package about the wind farm that is being proposed and really want to know your opinion of what's going on. Did you get, the, did you get it in the mail? It was in a big gray envelope that came in your mailbox probably the last couple of days. Oh, you did? Great. Did you have a chance to read it? You have it. Hey, why don't you read it? We'll give you a call tomorrow night. Is this a good time to talk? Yeah. Well, we'll call you tomorrow night. We'll talk to you. Is that good? Yeah, great. Or, yeah, I did read it. Uh, well, what do you think? Do you have any questions? No, I think it's a great idea. I really like it. Could we count on you to be a supporter of this? Because we're going to need some help. There's some people that are, you know, that don't like these and you seem to like it. No, you really like it. Well, can we put you down as a supporter? Yeah. Awesome. Boom. 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 Well, so when we do that, what happens next? Well, I, I'm going to save that for another show. Really? I do. Okay. So the next thing we do is we call, and if they're not, we're not able to get them on the phone, because not everyone's easy to get to. It's surprising the number we do get to today. Uh, we go knock on their door, and we have a program. It's on our, our canvasser's phone. I know what doors they've been to, because I can tell on the, on the computer program. When you did the research, it was 25 one-hour conversations. Now I'm thinking of a small community in the Midwest where there's a potential wind farm in place. What are, what are my numbers like 5,000, 10,000, 20,000, depending where you are. 20,000 phone calls, John? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Though this, 20... These are smaller. I mean, we have industries where we work. We we're making 200, 300. We did a project that we made a million phone calls. It just I mean, there's resources. The quality of the phone calls in smaller communities, one, has to be better. And about a wind farm will be better. So on those calls, we're using – it feels like the person who signed the letter, which is the highest level person that we can get that's involved, is assistant is calling. It doesn't feel like a phone bank. So it sounds like their assistant's calling. And if we can't get them, we knock on their door. And when we knock on the door, we have the piece again, and we say, hey, did you get this? Just checking in. And they're like, well, yeah. We go through the same thing. They have a conversation at their door. And that, I think that says you care. Right. And the deal is we just want to know what you think. And, and then we want to have uh, a meeting, small group meetings. So we invite so people to have questions. this is back to grassroots. The whole, this is the whole grassroots deal. The grassroots is the mail, the phone, the door, small group meetings. We get them at the door. We have a conversation. That's pretty, that's pretty solid, right? And what happens when we do that? People will tell us things that they don't like about wind farms 
otherwise they love it. Whether things like number one probably are a fallacy and we can deal with it by saying uh, this is how we don't do that. And anymore. you've already done the research. We've you've done, done it, the but, messaging. But, but something we need to, yeah, we've already heard it. Now we got to share it with them again and we can deal with it. Or sometimes it's something that's like, wow, that, that's a really good idea. I, I appreciate this approach, but I'm also thinking that our listener might be thinking, no, let's just do Facebook and, and Twitter yeah. and let's do social. Well, you know, so uh, we have a a company that's a uh, sister company, Davies, that is a consumer lifestyle PR firm. And what we do on social with that firm versus what we can do in wind farms, public affairs, are totally different. Because people that, we can, go, we can go into a community and, you know, the opponents will have a, a social media presence, they'll have four, five, six hundred people. We can double, triple, quadruple their, their followers. But people who follow say thumbs up. They didn't say thumbs up, feet up. I'm walking. I'm coming to help you. I'm going to show up. They're like, yeah, I'm good with this. You had said to me, though, in an earlier conversation that social was really just for theater. It's more theater in this realm than anything because getting people to show up at a hearing to write a letter or do something, you get one out of a thousand, three out of a thousand. When you, when you do grassroots, you've talked to someone. They've said to you, I'm with you. We follow that up immediately with a letter we call the commitment letter. In the science of persuasion, there's a thing called consistency. And consistency is when I say I'm going to do something and you acknowledge that I'm going to do it and appreciate me for doing it, I will do it. Otherwise, what do we call people who don't do what they say they're going to do? I'll say flaky. Flaky. I, I, I talked to a, a, a program of the National Foundation of Women Legislators and I said, what do we call people that don't do what they say they're going to do? You know, the, the common comment was, don't you? my husband. <laughs> but but the deal is that we don't like that. You know, that's really troubling in a relationship. And so when we do this and we do it nicely and then we ask him to do something, you know, we get one, two, three out of ten that will step up. They'll make a phone call. They'll send an email. We get one out of ten will show up at a public hearing because we've we haven't done astroturf. Hi, how are you? We don't know who you are, but do you support wind? Yes, I support wind. Will you come to a hearing tomorrow night? Hell no. Or yes, I will. Hang up. No way, I'm going. And and so we build a relationship. And what do you think those people do after they've said yes to us? We've said thank you for that. We're going to talk about how we how we take them from being a supporter into being an advocate in a little bit. But so the idea is now we want to do social media, but we have to be careful to do social media. You have to want to maintain social media. That's a commitment, isn't it? It's a huge commitment and, and especially in controversial issues. What happens? Who, who gets into social media and wants to fight with you? Trolls. Right. And so the opponents are taught to fight on social media. And so you've got a choice to make. Do you debate with them? Uh, sometimes your supporters will help you and debate with them. That really depends on the type of community and type of supporters and how ugly the other people are. Or do you just, someone comes on as ugly, you ban them. Do you have the right to do that? You, you can spend take, all day just blocking Well, people. yeah, so we, we do it. We put someone on, the, on our team. Yeah, we'll get up to 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 in these small rural communities. The opponents have five, 600 and can't grow. 
And so they get frustrated and they come over and just want to beat our people up. And so we just ban them and ban them, ban them. We'll leave one person on every once in a while so we can have a debate with them and show that they have no idea what they're talking about. But, you know, does it yield the right results? I don't think so. So, you know, Facebook helps us, all of it helps us engage some conversations, but Facebook is uh, probably the most effective for us. Uh, you think about Instagram, what, you know, let's post pictures. Pictures of, of yeah, wind not, farms, yeah, uh, turbines. Yeah, you know, sure, surely, uh, we're, we're not going to get a lot of Snapchat. I mean, like, here's here's our picture today and my story for today. That's not going to work. Now, Twitter, you know, even before uh, Twitter has become uh, a, a such a political tool, Twitter is really where the media will track. So you can, you're sitting at a public hearing or a meeting of some type and you start tweeting out what really is happening. And you can tweet out when someone's making a statement against you that's not factual. You don't have to say that they're wrong. You just tweet back or you tweet that this statement was just made. Here's, here's some interesting information to look at. And you give them data because the media will use it and put it in their story and you will color the media story. And that is, um, again, there's an investment and, and an intentional right. knowing I need to have that person And that's a great – and that, that investment's well worth it. So when you look at – when you look at it, do we have the people? Are we going to maintain it? And do we need to do it? And so we'll do it. So I divide social and digital. And you know, a lot of people would put social under digital. So digital for me is a whole different deal. So it's a website. you got to have a great project website. And part of the project website can just be uh, we take the fact booklet. We turn it into a very active, simple multimedia that can become a quick time movie with a voiceover. You know, so we're not spending a pile of money doing video. We have an amazing 10, 15 minute presentation, which we can then break into 25 of them and put it on Facebook. But we have the presentation on the project. We address every issue and we address it proactively. So uh, Flickr. I mean, how do we overcome the flicker effect in homes? We and you're show, not talking about the photo sharing site. No, no. How do we how do we deal with the 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 shadow, the shadow flicker? Is we show how the computer aided site placement works, and we show it in a presentation where you can unpack it with motion, and that becomes its own little thing. How do we how have we dealt with noise? How do what are the so we we inoculate for those things. We also show that where, where's the history of farms in this community dropped? What's the city budget look like? What's the, what's the school district dealing with? That we can answer these fears. We can deal with uh, the dream. So some communities really care about the environment. Some don't. Those who care, we talk about the environmental issues really strongly. So we're able to do that on the web. We also ask for feedback on the web. Here's Here's a form. Fill it out. Do you, Lots uh, of calls to action on that. Yeah, but we don't get a lot. But people go there. So we're, we're getting information out. But we also do, do in digital is obviously email. We only email people who have signed up as supporters. We don't spam. I mean, what, what's the worst thing you can do in a project like this is spam people? I mean, I get an email and you're telling me how great your wind farm is and you're in my email box and I didn't ask you. You're out of integrity. You're totally out of integrity. Then the other thing we do digital, and I call it digital because it's, it's only available because of, because of digital and the internet, is tele-town halls. 
So Teletown Halls, we invite everyone in the community. We get ads out there, and we invite people to join us for a Teletown Hall. And that means we can have 1,000, 2,000. We have many people who want to call in. So you sign up, say you're going to do it. We get our supporters to invite their friends. Uh, about five minutes before it's going to start, we call you. Say, Teletown Hall is about to begin. Join us. We can do a, a screen sharing program that you can look at slides if you want. And we invite people in. We have a moderator to deal with the questions. And we're able to screen the crazies. I don't mind bad questions. I just don't want people yelling at me. Because then people hang up. They don't. People don't want an ugly night. So you have this amazing conversation. It's like watching mom and dad fight. Yeah, exactly. So you have a nice. So and and as people get on, we the just a function of it, we get we get it done. And then last is traditional. And Give me an example. Traditional uh, newspaper. Newspapers. Uh, in, in my, in I my, remember in, them. Yeah, and so in small towns, newspapers are still there. They're struggling. So what happens when you go in a newspaper? Number one, land, the landowners are happy because they read the newspaper. Who else reads the newspaper? I think grandma and grandpa. Yeah, who else? The farmers looking for weather. I'm, I'm, no, you they get the, the weather answer. on the phone. Yeah, I have the answer. But think about who reads the newspaper, the guy who owns the newspaper. He reads his newspaper, and, and we're putting a, information. An we're, teach, we're, we're teaching him how to write an editorial in favor of us. We're also giving money to a failing industry. And, but who else reads a newspaper? Someone who's going to have their name in the newspaper. Who is likely to be thinking their name's going to be in the newspaper, either in a letter to the editor, good or positive, or a report? Someone who's an elected decision maker. I'm thinking politicians. Yeah, politicians. Decision makers have their name in the paper. So they always read the paper, and they are thinking about the paper. So who are we talking to? We're talking directly to the, the guy who writes the editorial and the guy who reads the editorial. So it feels like this, the foundation that starts with grassroots, that grows through social, that has a strong digital presence and traditional addresses all of the various stakeholders. But you have to figure out who you're going at. So which stakeholder? Right. And so the newspaper ad can get a little more detail and address it than just a fact booklet. The other is I don't want to lose is radio. Radio in rural America is an amazing tool. And this also makes the landowners happy because I have this amazing video that was sent to me from a farmer, landowner, who was listening to a radio of an opposition spot. And this guy's out on his tractor and he's, you know, he's plowing through a field and to record it, he used his phone. And so what I see on the little video is him, his, his, his plow, combine. His, his, his combine driving through the field and, you know, all this stuff going by on the side of the tractor as I'm listening to it. It's like truly one of the great videos I've ever gotten from anyone to tell me a story. But that's what they're doing. He's listening to the radio and he's hearing the opposition. Do you think he'd like to hear ours? And yeah. he was engaged he as was, well. Right. So he's he selling it to something. Yeah, he's sending it to us. He's, he's helping us. So... Uh, so traditional media, we've never really done and win uh, TV spots because the markets are too big, too much slop over other other communities. So, so you think about it. We got a base of people who are with us. they they say we support you. We're trying to get into a relationship with them, and that's what we want to talk about next. How you do that? Then we're we're on social. We bump into them. We get them to join us. We're advertising sponsored content to get more people to join us in social. And so if a decision maker looks and the opponents have 500 and we have 1,500, oh, 
that says something to them. Then we go and, and we have a great digital presence. We're giving them a lot of links to good information if they want it. We're showing our work. And then we're out in the newspaper and we're, we're talking to the decision makers and, the, and supporting the media that have a big megaphone. I would guess then, as, as our listener is um, thinking about what, because they, they know now that we give them something to do at the end of these, that maybe what they do is they take a piece of paper and they write across the top grassroots, social, digital, and traditional, and kind of do a, give themselves a scorecard. How, how, about, how about if we take a piece of paper, eight and a half by 11, tip it on its side, take the entire bottom half, draw a line across the middle and the entire bottom half right. Little small in the top corner of one side saying grassroots. It lists all the grassroots things you're doing and you can do and share what, what we're talking about. The top one third above the grassroots, write social. What, what can we do? And then right next to it, next one third of the top, write digital. What can I do? Website, what can else can I do? And then the last corner sitting there, do traditional. You know, what's a radio? What's the TV? What can I, or newspaper? What can I do in this market? John, thank you so much. I love uh, these lessons, especially these longer ones where we're getting to unpack. Next up is Cultivate, which is about building community and building relationships. I look forward to that conversation, John. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening. It's now your opportunity and responsibility to use the method today. You've completed one segment toward understanding the Davies Method. We look forward to you subscribing. Join us as we uncover and explain the nuances of John's distinctive approach. For more episodes, visit thedaviesmethod.com. I'm Mark Sylvester, recording at the Pullstring Press Studios in Santa Barbara, California.